Now I want to get into the actual reading of the first little section of Habakkuk and tell you why my my podcast is called The Utterly Astounded because we get it from Habakkuk 1 verse 5. And if you listened to my episode last week, we talked about my my testimony and what happened with my head injury and stuff when I was in high school and how that led me to read this book just very randomly and verse five hit me and you'll kind of get why as I read through it. And I just, because of that and now reading it, I typically suggest this book to people when people are going through hard times and I'm just so excited to be able to read it for you guys and I hope I'm making sense so far and if you have any questions feel free to email me or you can DM me on Instagram because that would be great too. Um, But yeah, so without further ado, I'm going to start reading it in chapter 1 right at the beginning and 1-1 starts with the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? I'll cry to you violence and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. See, as we mentioned, this is why we know that there wasn't justice in the land because he mentions it right here. Therefore, the law is, oh, sorry, to... And justice never goes forth, for the wicked surround the righteous, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. So that's Habakkuk's first questioning to God. And then in verse 5, we get into where God answers for the first time. And I'm reading this in New King James, and as I said, the wording is different in ESV, which is what I usually read, but I like this better in New King James. So verse 5 says, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told to you. For indeed I am raising up the Chaldeans, a bitter and hasty nation which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity proceed from themselves. Their horses also are Swifter than leopards and more fierce than evening wolves, their charges, their chargers charge ahead. Their cavalry comes from afar. They fly as the eagles that hastens to eat. So, that's a little. I read farther than the verse I'm going to get back to, which is verse five. But that just kind of gives you. That's the first section of the Lord's reply in chapter one. And getting back to verse five which states, I'll read it again, look among the nations and watch, be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you do not believe though it were told to you. So what God is telling Habakkuk here is that he's got it all under control and you just need to watch and be utterly astounded or some translations say utterly amazed or some also say you need to wonder and be astounded, which is all of those translations I think are so great, but I like the utterly astounded the best, which is why I named the podcast after it. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told to you. So he's saying, listen, I got it under control and you're not even believing me, but I told you I had it under control. And then he goes into saying that he's going to raise the Chaldeans to judge the land. So taken from the the Hebrew, which the Old Testament is written originally in Hebrew and then translated to whatever version you're reading and 
Verse 5 literally reads, Look among the nations and watch. Be astounded utterly, for I will work a work in your days, not which you would believe, though it were told to you. So not super different than the way the New King James or even the way that the ESV um, reads it. But if you go into the word for utterly astounded, you get the Hebrew word tamah, which its literal definition is to be astounded or dumbfounded, which those are such strong words of just be amazed. Like you don't get it, but you're going, you need to sit back and watch because you're going to be amazed at, at what I do. He's telling Habakkuk. And I just love that definition. I always think it's important to go back to the original text when it comes to what certain things mean and what certain things um, or how certain things read because that's how we get a more clear picture of what God says because it wasn't written in English at first. So although we have some pretty exact translations, sometimes it's easy to go back and to it's easier to go back and to read what it said in the Hebrew to get a clear picture. So I, I just wanted to bring that in because the word tama there just it it brings out just an utter and as it said like a be dumbfounded at what I'm about to do, even though you don't believe me, though, I'm going to tell you that. And although he's talking about judging the nations with the Chaldeans, this shows us that God is sovereign. And although I 100% believe that before I read this, when at the time of my life, I was going, my life completely changed. It was a very good reminder of like, he is sovereign and even if he told me what he was going to do, I probably still wasn't going to believe it because I'm human and I'm sinful <laughs> as much as I might not want to admit that sometimes. But um, it's a good reminder that God is sovereign and that he has everything under control. And that's where I wanted to, that's why I wanted to kind of start this podcast to remind people that God's sovereign as well as all the talking about theology and stuff. But it, it's just such a good thing to remember. And I loved that the uh, going back to the word tama like that just posture of how you're supposed to be with god it, it commands such respect and like he's such a great deity that i i think that approaching his word with such befuddlement but just how amazing like i don't know if befuddlement's the right word but just how amazing god is and what he's gonna do i think that's such a great posture to take things in so that's why i wanted to call it the utterly astounded podcast um I hope that made sense. <laughs> I think I can get kind of rambly and repeat myself sometimes, but I just was so excited about this. And I have um, like two Bibles in front of me to read from. And I have some stuff pulled up on the computer in front of me because resources are always important and to study things is always important. And um, so, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope this wasn't like either super short or super long. I'm going to have to look to see how long it is. But I'm going to again mention that I set up an email. I'll say it again. It is theutterlyastounded at Gmail. I will answer as soon as I get any emails if you email me. Again, follow me on Instagram at I am underscore Anna K. That would be great. We do lots of fun things over there that from theology to probably discussing stupid things <laughs> just that don't matter in light of eternity, but sometimes they're fun to talk about, but mostly theology because I personally think that's fun to talk about. And if you're listening to this, I hope you think it's fun to talk about or to listen to because I listen to a lot of theology podcasts myself. So I wanted to just throw my hat in the ring and see if I brought anything different to the discussion. 
obviously not super different to where it's heresy, but different enough that maybe people hear it and are like, oh, okay, hearing it that way makes it understandable, which is I listen to a lot of podcasts to do that because sometimes <laughs> sometimes you use you have like such a concept that you need to hear it put a bunch of different ways to it making sense. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do. So you can email me, follow me on Instagram, please leave me a review. That would be great. <laughs> on anywhere you listen to this, this should be available anywhere. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And I am trying to put out an episode weekly. These have been releasing on Mondays, which is great. Um, and right now I have, you can go back and listen to my testimony, which I did on the first episode, or you could listen just to this one as well. And please, please, please message me, email me, DM me anything if you want, if you have any ideas of anything you want me to talk about, because I have a lot of ideas, but eventually they'll run out. And if you guys have something you want me to discuss, that would be great as well, because I'd love to talk about what you guys want to learn about and to share what I know about it and also to learn from you guys. That would be great. So, yep, I hope you guys have a great week and this I will see you next week. Okay, bye. So, knowing all of that, with its background and what was happening at the time it, Habakkuk wrote this and everything having to do with that, we then move into what the book looks like written. So I found an outline that I really like that shows very well kind of how the book is written. So Habakkuk complains in, a, in the first chapter, in the first half of the first chapter, and then God answers him in the second half of the first chapter. He, he has a complaint. He brings it to God. God answers him. It's the same thing in the second chapter. He has a complaint. He brings it to God. And then God answers him, which is great. It talks about in the New Testament how you're supposed to um, actually, where I think it's in Hebrews where, it, yeah, I have it written down here somewhere. In Hebrews, it talks about, he says, you need to come to God boldly like Habakkuk did, which we'll get into also a little bit later. But he came to God and just said, like, listen, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. What are you doing about it? Or this is what I think you should be doing. Why aren't you doing it? And I think that's a very relatable place to be in as humans. And I, I think that's very interesting going back to, like, the background knowledge I had at this book before. I read it at the first for the first time where I've never, I had not, I have never and still have never heard anybody preach on the book of Habakkuk. And I think that that's very interesting given the fact that although it was written for a certain time, we can learn a lot from, well, just you can see how humans have never changed because we tend to ask questions like that, whether you're asking it to God or you're asking it to other people, that we ask questions like, why are you not doing it like this? Or I would do it like this, so why aren't you doing it? Like things like that, which is very interesting. And But he did it. He asked God very boldly, like, this is what I'm thinking right now and God answers him, which I just think is such a, it's a good example to not just sit around and complain, but to take everything to God. And also I think it's interesting that I've never heard it preached on because it gives you, you see a lot of God's characteristics throughout the book of Habakkuk. You get to learn a lot about how just different aspects of God and his character. And it's it's a great book for that. So it's very interesting to me that it's never really been preached on. Um, to, I mean, I'm sure people have preached on it. I have just never heard it, which is just 
so strange to me because, I mean, I've been in church my whole life and it's such a good book that no, I feel like is overlooked. And I'll ask people I've been, I've been in church with for years or I went to school with for a long time and they'll say, oh, no, I've never read it. I've never done it. Well, that's really sad to me because it's, it's such a good little book. But anyway, that was kind of a side note. Um, so, yeah, so back it complains or it is a complaint. He's saying he's talking to God and then God answers him. He complains and then God answers him. And then the book of the the end of the book ends with a song from Habakkuk praising God, which is just so great. So he, he has this conversation with God and then at the end he's praising God for what he's doing and how he's doing it, even if he doesn't think that it's the way he would have done it. He just realized God is sovereign. He's under control. And that's such a great thing. And I just, I love that about this book. And he's one of those people that I just, like I said, I wish people read this book more. <laughs> it's just full of so much, but just people don't. So yes, the second thing is the email. You can email me with whatever you want. I'm willing to talk about anything. And the third thing is if you want to keep up with me and talk more about theology, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but I don't post anything on Twitter. I'm mostly on Instagram. And you can follow me there at I am underscore Anna K. And we talk about a lot there. I like to discuss theology. I post about theology. It's this, but on uh, a on Instagram, pretty much what we're doing here, but on Instagram, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. And I am so excited. This is this is going to be great. And I loved hearing some of the feedback I got from the first episode from some friends I had listening to it. It's been great. And I at this point have not announced that I'm doing a podcast yet publicly within um, like on Instagram. But by the time you'll be listening to this, I have. So hi, friends. Thank you for coming and joining me here. But without further ado, let's get into this. So the name of this podcast is The Utterly Astounded. And some people know where that's from. A lot of people don't because it's a little obscure and that language is only in some versions of the verse um, that we're going to be discussing, but it was the version I had first read it in, so we're going to get into this. So, the book of Habakkuk. That's where that comes from. The term the utterly astounded or that phrase comes from Habakkuk 1.5. Before I read that and we get into what it's actually talking about, I wanted to give you some background to this to this book and you need to know context in order to actually be able to correctly understand what God's trying to say in through his word and everything you have to you have to study things exegetically or with exegesis which just means take it with the context we're not putting ourselves into the bible we're taking the bible what it meant as it was written and applying it that's a very simplified definition of that, but that's what we're going to go with today. I'll probably talk more about that in the future because I use that term all the time along with this, along with its antithesis term, but we will get into that probably in another episode. But anyway, so the book of Habakkuk, it was written by the prophet Habakkuk, which it was a self-named book after the author, and it means, possibly, it means a few things, but the most correct translation of the name Habakkuk means one who embraces, which is very fitting with the end of the book, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. It's great. I love what that name means. <laughs> one who embraces. It's just such a good name. And this becomes, like I said, appropriate towards the end of the book, but then to get into this more, as with many of the minor prophets, which this is a minor prophet in the Bible, it's with the rest of the minor prophets, 
There's not much known about Habakkuk except for what we can get from this book. So what can we get from this book? One, he was a prophet, and it's believed that since he just introduced himself as Habakkuk the prophet, that people knew about him. That it wasn't like he needed a long introduction to explain who he was, but that people knew like, oh, okay, it's Habakkuk. He's the one writing this. So that's what we know about him. And we also know kind of the context of when it was written. So in verse 6, it mentions, he mentions, or it's God, God mentions the Chaldeans. And because of that, we can place the, when this book is written in the late 7th century, um, shortly before Nebuchadnezzar commenced his military march through Nineveh and some other of the surrounding areas. And this is just important. It's important to know where it was written to understand the timing and what was going on when the book was written so we know why it's written. And Habakkuk, seeing all this stuff happen, he lived also at, um, towards the, he, he lived through the death of the great King Josiah, who was a godly king in the Old Testament. He lived through his death and into the reign of the next ungodly king, Jehoiakim, which I think is how you say that. It's spelled J-E-H-O-I-A-K-I-M. I'm thinking it's Jehoiakim, but sometimes names are hard to pronounce. But so, yeah, that's where he was living. He was living in the time where he just saw a godly king come and do all these great things. He reformed a lot of what the what his dad and grandfather had put into place, Josiah's, um, all these idolatry worship and all these horrible things that God does not like that is preached against from a godly standpoint. And Josiah went and reformed it all and made it back to God worship, not idol worship and other things of that ilk. So Habakkuk saw that, which was great. And it was a great time for the kingdom. And then it transitioned after Josiah died into a less godly kingdom with Jehoiakim coming into reign, who pretty much take all the took all the reforms that Josiah did and threw them right out the window. <laughs> they went back to being an idolatrous nation and lots of other things as well that were were definitely not good. And Habakkuk also prophesied during the final days of the Assyrian Empire and at the very beginning of the Babylonian um, Empire and rulership, which. If you know the Babylonian Empire, you know that that's Nebuchadnezzar, which I also just previously mentioned. And that's, oh, there's a lot of study you can do there, but I'm going to keep it very surface level for this episode and what we're learning about. So just know that that was kind of the background and the dates and kind of where in history this book was written. Um, so yeah, and the next thing, some themes in in this book are that and something to know about the time, which is very similar today, is that biblical justice essentially pretty much disappeared from the land, which is, as like I said, today, it's very, very easy to understand what that feels like because we're living in a time and I've grown up in a time and the people of my generation have grown up at a time where you're seeing less and less godly justice and more and more human justice. And a lot, a lot of people care about true godly justice the way that they should. And this is very similar to where Habakkuk was in and what it was around and living. So knowing that that was happening around where Habakkuk or when Habakkuk was living shows us some of the themes throughout the book where he's kind of 
he's lamenting because he saw like such a great land it once was and then all of a sudden Josiah died and it's all of a sudden to Habakkuk and not to God but it from Habakkuk's perspective it's it's becoming an evil nation again and he he doesn't want to see that he liked it the way it was which I'm sure of course it was probably pretty great the way it was and but then you get to where you lack justice and he's getting to he got to the point and you can see it as if you read the book of Habakkuk where he's very like he said like all these things are happening he doesn't think God's doing anything which God always is maybe not in Habakkuk's timing but God is always doing something which is a big theme of the book um Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Utterly Astounded podcast. I am your host, Anna Kostrava, and today we are going to be getting into more of the theology biblical conversation that I wanted this podcast to be about last episode. If you have not listened to that, go ahead. You get to know me and why I'm doing this and my testimony, which is great, but I want this podcast to be more about theology and and biblical concepts and studying the Bible for women. And I'm so excited we're going to be starting that today. Um, We are going today to be discussing the name of this podcast and what I named it and why and what that, where it comes from in the Bible and what it means in context. And I'm so excited because this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. If you know me, you've probably heard this. If not, um, you can ask me about it and I would be happy to discuss it with you like I'm going to now or give you more in depth because this is just so exciting to me. Um, so before we get into that, though, I'd like to say a few things that I forgot to mention last time just because I was nervous and I'd never done this before. But today we're going to I'm going to cover it because I was going to remember to do it. And I am. First things first, if you could rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it, give it five stars. That would be great. It helps me out a bunch and I would appreciate. Second thing is if you have any questions or topics or anything you want me to discuss, I have set up an email for the podcast. So that would be the utterly astounded at gmail.com. <laughs> um, 